one coochie. Haha, <laughs> that could never be me. I would never be a Gemini. Secretly is Gemini. Ha 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 ha. Okay, Josie, what do you think of this advice that I'm going to give out to all the men in the world? Hold on. Tell us. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear this advice? What is your advice, Alex? Men, whenever you talk to a girl that is interested in astrology, lie about what your sign is. If you're a Gemini, say you're a Leo, say you're a Taurus, say you're anything else. Lie, men. What do you think of that? What a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> this is excellent dating advice, <laughs> and it will get you laid 100% of the time. When was the last time you got laid, Alex? You know, that's not relevant. <laughs> I don't see how that could possibly be relevant to what I'm saying. Anywho, we're recording now. I didn't know if you knew that what or not. What a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> well, well, you really started off with a dumbass fucking intro. Welcome I'm, to I'm the glad, Share Podcast. Yeah, I'm glad that I got you fucking snapchat there. This is going to be your most viewed audio. Otherwise, it's going to be the least viewed. No, our, our most viewed one is going to be whenever you want to do the fucking uh, panic at the disc. No, not panic at the disc. <laughs> well, on the like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'll do it right fucking now. <laughs> um, Kevin, do the intro. Um, You do the intro. That's your job. No, that's your job. Nah, 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 nah. Okay, do the intro. What's popping, guys? Welcome back. What, what is this podcast called? Boo! <laughs> Fake fan. Boo! I was just asked to be here and I'm here. And she I is. was once again asking to be on the podcast and finally after a month I was allowed on the podcast. Yeah, because you got things going now. You, you, hit us, you hit us with an album that I, I was like, we should... It's a good this. album! Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, so I you actually gave me two options. Mm -hmm. First one was Flower Boy by Tyler. Mm -hmm. And the next one was this one. You know why I wanted to do this one? Why? Because I feel like everything that's there is to say about Flower Boy has already been said. That's true. Not the case with Golden Hour, though. That's true. Because... I feel like that one's really, like, underrated. Like, I feel like everyone, when they think of Casey Musgraves, thinks of this album. But mm -hmm. not a lot of people really listen to Casey Musgraves, except for, like, Golden Hour. I feel like that's, like, the yeah. one... Not the album, but, like, the song. But I feel like that's the one song that everyone's like, oh, or Butterflies. That's like some Coles music. I'm pretty sure you hear that in Coles. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. You are not incorrect. Yeah. Um, Still good, though. So, so good. okay, so let's start with some context. This is Casey Musgraves. Um, so she's from this town called Golden, Texas, which has a population of like 200 people. And I think it's like an hour east of Dallas. At the age of 18, she moved to Austin, Texas, which has their very own country music scene. Eventually toured with, um, I think, the band Perry in Europe. Um, because she had won, like, or she was one of the top five and like, Austin's Got Talent or Texas has got talent or some shit like that. It was a singing competition and she did well in it. Ended up touring in Europe. And then signed with Mercury Records and released same trailer, different part, pageant material. And this is Golden Hour. This is her like third album. She she's got Christmas albums too. But I she don't... does, and they're very good. Like the Casey Musgraves Christmas Show on Amazon Prime. 
Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was Netflix. No, it's Amazon Prime. I watch it, like, every year. And by every year, I mean the past two years that it's been out. (laughs) Um, and I feel like whenever I listen to artists, I don't consider Christmas albums canon. And I just don't give them thoughts. Yeah, but she has uh, Glittery with Troy Sivan. And that one is, like, no matter what time of year, like, a really good song. And she also has, um, the Hawaiian... Christmas song with Zoe Deschanel, and even though that one, yeah, even though that one is technically like a Christmas song, I'll listen to it whenever. Yeah, uh, she fucking. I feel like there are some artists though that do like Christmas album better. Michael Bublé. Like Michael yeah. Bublé. Batman and Mariah Carey are only known yeah. for Christmas at this point. And I guess you could say Mariah Carey is also or not Mariah Carey. Um, Casey Musgraves is good at Christmas music. She is. Yeah. She's not just phoning it in. Like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake. I feel like he would just phone it in. Like when yeah, but she like, also has her own original Christmas songs, pretty much. I mean, she yeah. did some covers, but... When you listen to her Christmas album, it's like, you're not saying, why Why did this artist try and do a Christmas album? Like, it's actually good stuff. Yeah, it's like, she actually gets the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Or like, Justin Timberlake, who's just in it for the <clears throat> goddamn consumerism, man. I want that man to go the fuck away. <laughs> like, I'm so sick of seeing that. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if he went away. I just, um... He just looks like that, like, middle-aged man that, like, is stuck in the 90s because that's when he reached his, like, peak. Because he did reach his peak in the 90s. Yeah, he's like a fucking... 90s, early 2000s, like, everything past that, I don't give a fuck about, like... Young Gen X, old millennial, that very specific group of people. Yeah. That's Justin Timberlake. Um... But back to Casey Muskers. (laughs) Yeah, so, let's just, um... Start with the first song here. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so a little bit more t- context. Um, <laughs> no, fuck it, we're just gonna dive right in. Right. <laughs> Slow burn. Slow burn, my fucking favorite song. She has a candle um, named after that, and I really want to get it, but it's a little pricey, you know. Um, I can't. Thirty bucks. No. No. No, it's like what, like seventy? What? It's something like that. For you, a either candle? seventy or fifty. Yeah, I'm like, I'll stick to my white barn. <laughs> like, yeah. But I really do want it. And she has, like, the new lighter to go with it. But, I don't know. Fucking Yankee candle. But I just want to get, get the candle, ones. light it, and listen to Slow Burn. <laughs> Slow Burn's a great song, man. I think that this is a really strong start for the album. It really is. And this is, like... It has, just had, it has a steady guitar intro. Like, just acoustic guitar. And then the build-up, it just kind of gently peaks and like some synth back of vocal strings and stuff but like it takes you by surprise it's a slow burn like the name of the song yeah like the drums don't even kick in until like halfway through the song or some shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i listened to that um song like on repeat on my way to well i listened to casey um in general on repeat on my way to st augustine and like but when slow burn came on i just kept playing it like three four times it's a good song it's just so calming it is yeah, it's a slow burn. <laughs> um, I also have written down here, Banjo Casey is the best Casey. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree or disagree? Banjo. Wait, does she play the banjo? She plays, like, everything, I feel like. Yeah. If you can play I, guitar, I feel like you can play banjo. I think she... I could be wrong about that. She's from Texas. But I, feel I like think she, does. she plays banjo. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's my... That, 
That's all I got. To say. Banjo Casey is best Casey. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot more banjo on like her older albums, and like those yeah. older albums are also really, really good because those are more country, and this one's more like country pop. Yeah, it's like a she's kind of like a uh, more newer. psychedelic. Yeah, like a kind of like a Taylor Swift type thing, but better than Taylor Swift. Like if you think about it, Taylor Swift's yeah. like first few albums were like amazing. Yeah. And the like last, like the middle parts, like back in like 2016, 2017, like. Do you feel like reputation? She, she, she yeah. possibly sold out though. Like she's just making. Taylor or Casey? Taylor. Oh, for sure. I was getting to that. Like those were like kind of good, but it, it became like how like Casey's like Golden Hour album is. Yeah. But now, oh my God, like her album, like that she did before the last two were pretty fucking bad. Folklore was okay, and the new one, I forget the name, I think it's, is it Willow or something like that? Yeah, yeah. That one was actually really good, but that's because she was finally sick of being told she's selling out, (laughs) and she got back to her fucking roots. Yeah, I, um, that is something I wanted to point out, I was like, this is the most Taylor Swift that Casey Musgraves has ever sounded. I know, and it makes me think, like, is she gonna take the same path and, like, sell out? But Mm -hmm. I don't think she will, but I don't know. I, um, actually, we're going to get back on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I think that it is fair to say that this is one of the better songs on here. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say that. You'll know which one my favorite is when we get to it. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? Let's see. I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Tell me the guess when we get to the song. Okay, we will. Lonely Weekend. It's a love, it's a love, that one's the most pop song weekend. on the album, but it is good. Oh, really? I disagree on that. Really? What do you think the most pop like sounding song is? Um, maybe Velvet Elvis. Velvet Elvis. I um, guess. I mean, but, I feel like this one just because it's more upbeat than Velvet Elvis. Okay, so yeah, this is kind of upbeat, upbeat, upbeat. But I will say, I don't know how I feel about the lyrics on this song. Because these lyrics, if you look at them and pay attention to them, they're like, basically, she's singing about how she doesn't have any entertainment. Yeah, it's a lonely style. weekend. The whole point of the song, Alex, is that she's alone on the weekend. Are you yeah, but like, entertained on the weekend? <laughs> no, well, no, it, it's just like, it doesn't sound healthy if your only entertainment is this guy, you know? All right, well, I didn't feel like the personal call-out to me was necessary, but here it is. <laughs> God. No, no, I was just like, I, I just feel like this is like a weird thing to sing about. It's like, I don't have any entertainment on this weekend other than this potential guy, but he's not here, so now I'm Well, she was married, though. So I think she made this when she was still married, so she probably just missed, like, her... Yeah, because she got divorced. Yeah, she yeah. probably just missed him at the moment, wrote this song, like, really quick, because she was bored, and, like, you know... I don't know. That's not, like, official, mm-hmm. but... There is... The next song, Butterflies, mm-hmm. that actually was written, like, three weeks after she met the guy she was married. That is yeah. Cole's music. That is the yeah. Cole's music I'm That's talking Cole's about. Music. Yeah, um... But yeah, I thought it had, for Lonely Weekend, an interesting solo. Was that like a keyboard or something? I don't know. Which one? Lonely Weekend. Wait, what was the question again? (laughs) There's like a solo in the song, and I don't know if it's like a keyboard or what. Let me play it really quick. Where? The end? Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, you just skipped it, I think. This. 
I think it oh. is, but it's like a synth keyboard. Yeah. It almost doesn't feel like a solo, but it's like just like a nice layering in the background. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it is. She had more time, so she just filled it. (laughs) Yeah. I also said that like this is one of the prettier songs on here, which like this entire album is like pretty, pretty. Because she's a pretty woman. Yeah, and she has pretty aesthetics. She does. Her aesthetics are so good. Whenever I post like pretty aesthetics to my Instagram, nine times out of ten, it's probably something Casey posted. Um, you're just a follower. I am a follower. Uh, fucking, but yeah, this is like one of the prettier songs on this pretty album. It has a lot of nice texture to it. It does. It, it, it feels soft. This entire song feels soft. soft. Like a pillow or a comforter. It's like a nice hug. Mm-hmm. Like when you put your robe on when it's cold in the morning, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but let's get to, uh, one of the best bugs, Butterflies. Butterflies are top tier bugs. That was the first song I heard by Casey Musgraves. The way really? that like, they have the dum 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 like at the very beginning, yeah, that just grabs your attention immediately, especially after Lonely Weekend. And then like, it's nice. It just it just slaps the way she like leads you into it. It's so nice. That like because the intro is exactly what I was talking about when I said like Taylor Swift type music, <clears throat> where it's kind of like because that's like. A, a country-sounding guitar intro, mm-hmm. and then it gets to that Coles music. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. It does work. Do you guys shop at Coles? Um, I do sometimes, but like, have you seen those TikToks where people are like, <laughs> POV, you're in the Coles dressing room, your mom's bringing you a bigger size, you're having a meltdown? No, but I can already imagine it. Yeah, bro, I, that gave me PTSD watching those, so every time I hear this, and then like, I think of Coles music, like, I can't. Every time I see a Coles, like, I just can't go in there because I think of, like, that PTSD. Really? Like, fucking, like, high school, middle school. Yeah, yeah man. Like, I, I feel wow. like that's just, And it made me, it comforted me to know everyone had that same experience. <laughs> so. At Coles specifically. Yeah. Damn. What, what does that say about Coles? Is that insulting or? Bro, Coles? I don't know how the fuck they're still in business. They're just a shitty, more expensive TJ Maxx at this point. Hey, I'd rather go to TJ Maxx. Well, Someone probably shit on the floor of TJ Maxx, but at least it's I cheap. I never thought about that before. Being <laughs> too honest here. Come on. <laughs> TJ Maxx is just higher quality coals. Like, they um, have more stuff, too. They do. It's Half of it's expired or, like, fucked up. And coals you have. Anyways, the album. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, this song straight up feels like she's head over heels for this guy. Yeah. Like, this feels like I'm absolutely in love with this dude and not thinking about, like, any potential negative aspects of him. She's, like, completely infatuated by him. I literally listened to the song on repeat because the first time I heard it, <clears throat> I was talking to the guy, this guy I really, really liked at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't like me back, but that's besides the point. Yeah, <laughs> so I would just play the song, like, pretending that he did. <laughs> like, I, um... So, in an interview in 2018 with NPR, she said this about Butterflies. She says... Butterflies represents those feelings that you have when you first met somebody and you fall in love. And I read that and I was just like, really? That's what the butterflies represent. (laughs) I would have never guessed that the butterflies represent the butterflies in your stomach when you fall in love with someone. Well, not only that, but she has a lot of imagery about like her herself coming out of the chrysalis and like remembering how to fly. She said that. Yeah. She she said chrysalis in, in the song. Exactly. <laughs> that's literally. And it had, it had the 
uh, the vocal effects. Yeah. It sounded like it was in like a laser tube. Wait, I'm not reading you on that one. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, so she also had in the chorus where it sounded like her voice was stacked on top of itself mm-hmm. with like the uh, chorus, ar- artificial chorus, I'd say. You guys know what I'm talking about? No, I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. It, it's like, we talk about this with Papa and Tar. Yeah. When, it's like, because she doesn't have any, like, backup vocals, so, like, you have to add layers to the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, she, she did have backup vocals on, um, like, on pageant material in the same trailer, different park, I think, where, like, the backup vocals were, like, other people. But, like... Here she's doing it where it sounds like it's just herself. Yeah, like, that's part of Taylor Swift sellout. <laughs> Are you calling ta- uh, Casey a Taylor Swift sellout? Absolutely not. We love playing. Casey, but listen, you know, I'm only stating facts that Taylor did the same shit with some of her albums. Mm-hmm. But we love you, Casey, with a C, not an S. Like some of y'all are spelling her name. And she has a K. Mm-hmm. Oh. When, when you say with a C... That was, like, the beginning of her name. But yeah, you still agreed, bro. What the fuck? Yeah. It's also not Casey, where it's just K and C. Yeah. It's K-A-C-E. <clears throat> I feel like there's a singer with the name K.C. Ah, uh, maybe. Yes. That sounds like a generic pop <laughs> singer from a TV show. Oh, yeah. So, let's move on to number four. Oh, what a world. That's the, my favorite song. There it is. Yeah. I really? love that fucking song. What do you think mine was? No, I honestly, honestly, I was honestly, butterflies. No, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I was gonna say high horse. That's my second favorite. Oh, Literally, yeah. like, but only second because I've liked this one. Like, okay, <clears throat> so. Oh, What a World is my okay. favorite because when I listen to this one, it's so soft and soothing. Like, I literally feel like I'm inside a crystal. And, like, the sky is literally you just, You are like, a crystal gem. Yeah. Like, the sky is literally just, like, a bunch of, like, rainbows and, like, prisms and shit like that. Like, I'm literally, like, looking at a kaleidoscope all the time. It just always makes me happy. Like, <clears throat> and it's not even, for. like, up... Yeah, and, like, High Horse is very upbeat, so, of course, it's going to make you happy because it's, like, upbeat. But this one's just so soft but calming, and it just makes me happy because it's so calming, and it makes me feel safe. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was actually not a huge fan of this song. Really? Yeah. And part of the reason is because I don't like the lyrics because it sounds like a girl in high school who just discovered weed. <laughs> That is the vibe I got from these lyrics. Like, hang on, let me, let me, I got something here. (laughs) So, with fucking all kinds of magic all around us, it's hard to believe. I listened to that, and I was just like, that's high school. Maybe because you're depressed, and you don't know what it's like to find joy in the world anymore. Yeah, she's appreciating life. She's literally, that's another thing, like, it makes me be like, dang, maybe the world isn't so bad. You know what? It is. <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad. I told my coworker this morning, I was like, good morning. He goes, it can be. And I was like, why did you make it? And then I had the worst day of my fucking life so far. So. <laughs> what sort of bad juju do your coworker put on you? No, that? it's just myself. Anytime I go, like, 
anytime I give good advice where I'm like, oh my god, like, life's what you make it, or like, you know, like, always have a positive outlook, anytime I say anything like that, shit hits the fan, every single time, so I just need to shut my fucking mouth. (laughs) But yeah, um, so I really like the intro, where it's just like the electronic noise. It's It's kind of deaf funky. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. (laughs) We should do um, one of their albums. After we do Blood on the Dance Floor. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I can give you all the whole backstory on Blood on the Dance Floor. I used to be a big fan. Oh, man. Oh, there's there's a lot to that. Infested. Yeah. Sure. I don't think so. What's going on? We're going to do that. <laughs> the dried fruit. So, yeah. Uh, honestly, just like, I understand what she was going for with this song, but I just kept thinking, like, high school sophomore girl who smoked weed for the first time a month ago. To be fair, mm-hmm. in, hi- in high school when I was a sophomore, and um, I was just getting into, you know, smoking weed, I feel like <laughs> I'd listen to that song and be like, guys, like, as soon as we start smoking, I'm like, guys, you got to <laughs> hear this. <laughs> so I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, very, you know what? This sounds like it was sung by a girl who has a giant tapestry in her living room over her TV, and you know what Shut it looks like. Up! You know what it looks like, I don't even have to describe it, because you know what it looks like. Is that a direct call to me? What the fuck? No, no, see, this is a girl with, like, a drug pattern. Yours is like, what does yours say? Mine says, welcome to the shit show. It's the basic micro one. No, 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 no. And then I have the tie-dye one that I made. The one I'm thinking of is, like, basic white girl put on weed. Oh, are you talking about the ones that people get from fucking Zoffel or some shit, where yeah. it's, like, literally just the man- mandolin thing? it's just, like, thing? right behind yeah. their bed. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's that's the vibe I get from this song. And I'm just like... Maybe they're just happier than us. You never you know, know, you know? know to they be honest, are. when I had a tapestry yeah. behind my bed, I was pretty fucking happy. <laughs> I don't anymore, and guess what? Now I'm on Zola. Oh, so. have you seen the tapestry behind my bed? <laughs> are you dead ass? <laughs> I have one. Yeah, I'm gonna go look. I think I... Oh, it's it's jellyfish. Wait, I think I remember that. I'm gonna go look. Okay. Like, yeah, for some. Fucking tapestry. Seriously. No, no, it's a very. It's not the tapestry. It's like the design of the tapestry. Okay. Like mine is. Yours jo- is a very drug pattern esque. I. <laughs> it's out. jellyfish. Yeah. Jellyfish are fucking rad. But it's the background of where the jellyfish are in for me. No, you know how great it would be to be a jellyfish. They don't know anything. They exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking They just know swim and get lost yeah. in ocean. And yeah. when they get wiped up on the fucking shore, they're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and they're, like, immortal because they, like, changed. They're like, oh, I'm going to start getting younger now. And, oh, I'm going to start getting older That now. Benjamin like, Button shit. Yeah, really? with fucking, like, fucking lobsters. Do they? Re- lobsters do that? Yeah. 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 They're like immortal. Now I don't feel bad about boiling them alive. I feel like if we don't <laughs> boil them alive, they're, they're going to take like... over the world like cockroaches. That's what they are. They're just cockroaches of the sea, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking Larry the Lobster. Now you're going to see a cockroach when I reflex. Oh, right. lobsters just... How long can lobsters live? And just like that. <laughs> like infinite. Like a hundred years? Wow, on the money. Really? Oh, I'm so smart. That's a long time for a water cockroach. It really is. How long does a regular cockroach live? Like, what? How many nukes do you throw at it? I heard the more nukes, the longer it lives. Yeah, bro, literally. It's it's like the opposite of kryptonite. It's spinach for Popeye. That's what it is for cockroaches. Okay, so mother. 
either. That song I really I have only listened to once. I really don't have an opinion. I just know it's not my favorite. It's a non-song. Yeah, I just I mean, no offense to anyone that likes it, but like I just could never really. Get okay, into well, it. all offense to everyone that's listened to it. It's a half-ass <laughs> song. It's it's just like the first third. Of you're the song. literally the fucking like I guess owner of the podcast, and you're gonna be that rude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, low expectations at the beginning. And then from there we get better. Alright, I'm gonna go into As opposed to high expectations at the beginning. I actually like Mother. Really? Because I think it's a powerful message and it doesn't need to have to, like a chorus or a bridge or anything like that. I haven't listened to the song since the album came out, so hold on. She just gets it across. Well, this is my favorite song now. <laughs> it's only a minute long, just kidding. <laughs> it is a half song. <laughs> um, fucking. You know what the song is inspired by, right? She literally got a text message from her mom while on acid. Yep. Did what? Yeah, Kevin, please. That's why it lasted a fucking minute. Then it's a fleeting idea. She's just like, wow, I'm remembering all the good times with my mom, and I miss her, and I bet she misses her mom too. When I was on acid, I thought nothing of people I cared about. I just looked at the ceiling, and I was like, why the fuck is everything moving? You didn't get a call by your mother. That's true. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. So I was 15 the first time I did it. Oh. So I was in my bedroom. She came home, though. Mm. And I just pretended to be asleep. I was so fucking terrified. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Especially, you basically can't get out of the trip. So like, no! She just came home and I had to act normal. At least it wasn't shrooms. I feel like that would have been worse. God! I want to talk about my shrooms experience. That's a whole other podcast to be on. Like, um, But yeah, I just like... I like where this song was going, but then it ended. But then it ended. Like, I feel like I, I she could have done, that. like, much more. I can't agree with that. Yeah. Do you think that was the intention of the song? Possibly, see? <laughs> there could be some artistic intention there where she misses the good times, but there's not enough of I disagree with the intention. <laughs> I believe that this song should not have been as short as it was, because... Alex is just stuck in his opinion. <laughs> at least I, I said, I, at least I was honest. Alex is trash, trash, next. No, I'm not saying trash. I'm saying that, like, this is a tease. It's a tease. And I, as a man, I don't like to get teased. <laughs> Especially about Casey Musgraves' mom. Exactly. <laughs> Milfs only. <laughs> Mrs. Musgraves, you are giving me blue balls, I must say. Um, you know what? Love is a wild thing. <laughs> it is. You know, um, this. I feel like this was the most Casey Musgraves song on Dude, here. Her voice is so pretty. Like, she has a pretty voice. She does such a good job. Um, you know what's so funny? What? <laughs> I'm looking at this fucking list <laughs> of um, her album, and I'm on Spotify right now looking. Okay. Um, and um, all of her songs in this album are on my liked songs, except for Mother and Love is a Wild Thing. Wow. <laughs> so, those are, you can already <laughs> tell my stance on the songs. I like this song. This is a really good I, song. Have I? <laughs> let me listen to it, it again. It has a banjo in it. It's got a banjo. It does. Oh, yeah, this is old Casey. This is Casey. Oh, Song. Yeah. Why didn't I like the song? I do oh, like the song. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't add it to my leg. I was wondering too. I was like, why well, don't remember the song? It's because I didn't remember the fucking name. <laughs> I think that this song might have the most perfect mix of like lyrics and aesthetic to it. Because it's like 
not just very Casey Musgraves, but I feel like it's very like Casey Musgraves at her best. I mean, look at the preview picture on Spotify. Yeah, that's very uh, Casey. This oh, sound just real? this sound just makes me feel good. Uh, I'm about to look at this right now. What do we have going on here? Oh, yep, that's Casey. Why are you just looking at my fucking phone? <laughs> oh, you yeah. pulled up your phone? Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. That's Casey. <laughs> oh, my God. Alex not listening? It's Casey. What with... a new thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, another Stop. thing I like about Casey is she, like, collaborates with, like, photographers that aren't well-known or something. Like, She's really, like, giving back to, like, a lot of, like, people that are, like, just getting up there because she was there not too long ago. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, <laughs> I saw her perform at the Dallas um, Rodeo. It was really cute. And I remember oh. her first performance Wait, at, Dallas at the Dallas Rodeo. Dallas Rodeo? Wow. No, I watched the video. She oh. performed at the Dallas Rode- uh, Rodeo as one of the performers. Her first performance ever was, I think, either like a kid or like a, still a teenager at the Dallas Rodeo. Wow. She started playing music. Really yeah. Um, her family <laughs> self-funded her like first album. Ah. And she was 14 at the time. Damn. I don't know she's that young. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah, she's she's been playing music for a while. It's just recently where she's like blown up. Yeah. Making her way downtown. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um I the I will say that the bass guitar felt kind of underwhelming on this song. Mm. But overall, I really like the song. That's the one minor flaw I will point out with this song. Um Guess what my second favorite song is up is? What? Space Cowboys? Space Cowboys. That's really? a good song. <laughs> no, man, I wasn't really? fucking with this song. Yeah, I, I like this song. Space Cowboys. I literally, if it wasn't for everyone and their fucking mom being Space Cowboys for Halloween, I wanted to be a Space Cowboy for Halloween. Mm. We didn't have that. Wait, is this like the thing that, that happened at your school? Where like a lot of, like... At my school? You mean at UCF where we all went? <laughs> yes. All the sorority <laughs> bitches would always be Space Cowboys. Really? Yes. Y'all literally have not been to enough parties. No, I've seen plenty of sorority girls. I've never known. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them around. I've seen them around. <laughs> I think it's because I'm a girl, so easily. Yeah. Literally on Halloween, um, before Why'd COVID. Why would you have to disrespect me? <laughs> so on Halloween before COVID, so like what, like 2019 on Halloween, I remember I was going to one of this guy I was talking to at the times frats. Um, mm. I was already way too drunk because I went to pub before, mm. <laughs> and um, I could not read the like signs, but I just saw a bunch of people outside of this one frat, so I went in and um. They're like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, fuck. They didn't tell me it was in your list. They just said, come in. I was like, am I at the right party? And I was like, I don't think I'm at the right party. So I just said, Josie, because it's my name, right? And yeah. they go, hold up. And I was like, wait, I'll help you find it. And I was like, please find a fucking Josie. They go, this is you, right? And they said, like, Josie, like, Greenwell or some shit. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Wow. I'm going to just walk in. <clears throat> Were they all Space Cowboys? There was actually a lot of Space Cowboys there. And yeah. then I just recently, a year ago, from like a, yesterday or something like that, I went to a Aliens versus Cowboys party. The amount of space cowboy girls there, because oh it's boy. the fucking thing. God damn. See, I I've only like the most other experience is Harley Quinn. I was Harley Quinn for Halloween. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at basic white girl over here. I have blonde hair and I need a quick costume because when I do Halloween costumes, I go all out. I'm not just one thing for Halloween. I have like ten different costumes. 
10? Yeah, because Damn. once October 1st hits, that's Halloween month. So every single weekend and even some weekdays, I will have something lined up. This is pre-COVID, by the way. So I would always start planning in August for what I'm going to do in October because I need to get everything ready. I'm not like that. <laughs> See, I'm a dude. And I don't think about that. I'm a Leo like woman, See, so I gotta I should, show out. I actually put together like the lowest effort costume possible. Yes, you do. <laughs> the fucking clouds with the blue t-shirt. This man got a blue, <laughs> he got a blue t-shirt and he took cotton swabs and he super glued them to a t-shirt. Listen, he's like, wait, 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 no. You forgot the other part. I had a can of ravioli. And I was cloudy with a chance has some meatballs. meatballs. That's Those good. weren't meatballs. That was ravioli. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Because you got a can of ravioli, not meatballs. I just had whatever was in my closet. I was like, all right, well, we'll make this work. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. That's creative. Yeah, it would That's be creative like... if it were a can of meatballs, not a <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. What were you for Halloween, Alex? Uh, this is my best Halloween costume. No. I'll tell you what. I, I put on zombie makeup, and I grabbed Oh, a zombie. How original. Zombie. No, no. Shut up. I'm not done. <laughs> I put on zombie makeup, and I grabbed a guitar, and I'm dead cheering. Okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You For come context. on my podcast, For and context. you just make me feel like... Alex, Alex is make, a ginger. You make me feel like fucking uh, an incel <laughs> with your... Yeah, I've seen women before. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was fucking Kevin. And then you make me feel like a fucking loser because I look like Ed Sheeran. I'm offended. <laughs> you said you look like Ed Sheeran. What the fuck? The, I'm mad. No one called you Ed Sheeran but your damn self. I'm angry. You know, you're never this disrespectful. Off, off yes, I am. Don't even fucking yeah. cry. It doesn't hurt. Outside of the podcast. Because but you now, decided to make it hurt now. Because now I'm embarrassing you in front of all five listeners. Fun fact. I you, got my dad to listen to this podcast. Oh, hi, Kevin's dad. Did you dad listen? Yeah, you better give Kevin this much disrespect in the next. There's something. Here's the thing, though. Kevin is not saying anything that like is able to be disrespected. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just chilling. <laughs> I hate females. <laughs> this man is just complaining about being called an incel. He goes, "I hate." I hate females. I am an alpha. I am a sigma male. <laughs> Is your dad going to listen to me talk about my fucking acid use? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yo, space cowboy. Yeah, no, I thought this chorus was kind of corny. Mm-hmm. You can have your space. Cowboy. cowboy. I thought it was clever. No. I was like, all right. I like how it's a spin on it, because he expected to be, like, some calling him Major Tom shit. But, like, this is, like, it's, it's a nice play on words, and it's about her needing, like, if someone says, oh, I need space, and she's like, okay, it's a love that's, like, not really going anywhere, and that's fine. I'm just going to move on. I like that that message. Nah. I think it works. If I met a cowboy, I wouldn't tell him that he can have his space. Cowboy. You can have your space. Cowboy. cowboy. Um, also, the drum that's, like, and it's, like, really deep. Mm. I wasn't really fucking with that either. Hmm. I like the song, so yeah, I man. really, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you know what that 
that it makes you feel out. Oh no, I do. I will say I do oh, like yeah. the guitar and keyboards before the last chorus. Before the last chorus. Yeah, I do like that. Okay. What were you gonna say? I was gonna transition to that makes you feel happy and sad. Oh, uh, that would have been a good transition if Alex just learned to shut his fucking mouth sometimes. But once again, you have a dagger and you just decide. <laughs> you stab me with it. You, you with each song, you're just twisting the, the knife in the wound, man. Why you? Gotta I gotta that? add humor to this fucking podcast. This is just cruelty. It's, um, you're laughing though. Yeah, be careful, guys. I'm crying, so you won't hit me again. Whoa! So shut sorry. the fuck up! I can never hit you in my life. It's fine. So do it again. You won't hesitate. <laughs> I won't hesitate, bitch. I like this one. Um, you like Velvet Elvis? What? No, Happy and Sad. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, hang on. <laughs> that was, I like. So that Happy and Sad. I I wrote down that I think that this album. Aesthetically speaking, uh, visually speaking, the Spider Man album, the strongest three are like this song, "Happy" and or "Slow Burn" and "Love Is a Wild Thing." Those are the best three examples of like, in my opinion, what she's trying to go for with um, the Golden Hour aesthetic. I saw her live um, in her Oh What a World tour in St. Augustine, which is. <laughs> while I was listening to her on the drive there. Um, and when she played this song, I remember everything just, like, switched to a lot of yellows and blues. Because I think before um, that song, she performed... Oh, Purples? I forget what she performed, but I remember there was, like, a bunch of, like, Technicolor, and then it just went right to, like, yellow and blue. Mm. Just right then and there. And then it had the, the happy and sad face that she has in all her merch. And it was, like, really good. She used a lot of, like, color and, like, um, a lot of like screens or whatever to portray different things. It was, hmm. it was. She is a really good live performer, but um, this is like one of either the like third. Yeah, this is the third song I heard off the album, and I remember since I only listened to this um song, Butterflies and Golden Hour, mm-hmm. I, like the song. I remember being like, "This is the best one." Oh my god, this is the best song. And then like every other song after that, I'm like, "This is the best song." <laughs> But I remember for the longest time, I was playing this song on repeat nonstop, and then Rainbow. Um, but I have something to say about Rainbow, but we can wait till we get to that. <laughs> yeah. um, I like her whole theme of this song, like cautious optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like she's, with like her first two albums, she wasn't as optimistic as she was <laughs> right now on like Happy and Sad. She was pretty optimistic. Like, Follow Your Arrow is literally about, like, don't care what anyone says about you. It is. That's pretty optimistic. Like, right, but, like... like talking about the general vibe. So, with Follow Your Arrow, I feel like that's her saying optimism, while this is more, like, her feeling optimism. Yeah. And, like, because of that, like, I think that she's used to, like, saying optimistic things, but this time around, it's like, oh, shit, I'm feeling optimistic things. And, like, I'm not used to this, so I'm afraid, so I'm feeling cautious about this. And, like, that's what I'm getting from here with Happy and Sad. It's, like, the entire song is cautious optimism that she's not used to because, like, she'll say optimistic things, but as far as feeling, she's not used to the feeling part of it. Hmm. After that. That yeah. is um, how I interpreted this song. And for that reason, I think it is one of the more interesting songs on this album. 
Um, and uh, I also like the slide acoustic guitar on here. I wish there was a lot more slide guitar on here, actually. Is slide guitar like that whiny like country guitar in the background that you normally hear? Yeah. So, yeah. I like it. I always approve for more slide guitar in life. I feel like another aspect of this song is that it she has a great way of putting together compositions that feel sentimental. Like, a lot of her music kind of gives you that uh, ref reflecting on things kind of vibe. And I think that this song does a good good job of doing that. Well, like reflecting on things? Yeah. She's like reflecting on how like she's feeling great, but like what goes up must come down. Yeah. She does say that. Um, I don't know if reflecting is the word I would choose though. Okay. Um, with really any songs on this album. Because I feel like this album is like a lot of spur of the moment. Like, this is how I'm feeling right now, in this second. Okay. Um, next song, Velvet Elvis. Velvet Elvis. That's a good one. This is my least favorite. Really? I don't fuck with Velvet Elvis. I like the beat. Agreed. See, I don't. I feel like this is, in my opinion, the most boring song. It's on a the poppy album. song. It's very pop. It is. It is. I'm like... But so is the whole album. So... I mean, yeah, but this is, like, the most, like... Pop. Yeah, I mean... I'm still sticking to that Butterflies Coles music, man. Whoa. Kinda. Kinda. We'll get to High Horse. Oh. Well, That's the, a oh. good song! Please, elaborate on High Horse. Well, I was gonna refer to the poppiness of it. But... Yeah. We'll, right. we'll get to that. A couple songs. But right now, I just don't really fuck with anything Elvis-related. That's what <laughs> I'm saying, First of all, I don't give a shit about Elvis. What does being a Velvet Elvis mean? So a velvet Elvis. <laughs> this is this was actually a thing in the seventies where it was like a painting of Elvis, but the painting was velvet. Oh yeah, they love. Oh wait, no, no, no. The painting was Elvis, like behind velvet. Yeah. No, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. And like I said, I just don't really fuck with anything Elvis for starters. I see. I just never really gave a shit about Elvis. Ooh, you, look at him. He's swinging his hips. How provocative. Would you get married by Elvis in Las Vegas? No. Oh, hell yeah. A hundred percent. No, I'll be like, what else you got? That's what I'll say. What else this man's going to wait for a true fucking love and have this fucking barnyard wedding. Mm. I'm getting married in fucking the Vegas. And I'm having a honeymoon in fucking Vegas. What do you mean? If we get divorced, we get fucking divorced. What, I, what I mean is I don't think a lot of um, girls in this world, when they imagine their perfect wedding, they don't imagine Elvis. Okay, well, I do. <laughs> I that sounds lit, getting married, and you're already in your honeymoon. You know what sounds lit? Getting married by Megatron. <laughs> All right. That's who I want to get married by. Like, Universal. Remember yeah, Universal Studios. Let's fucking when go. When Alex said, this is the first girl simulation I've had in a while when I came over, mm. maybe that's why. He wants to get married by Megatron, I think. Once yeah. If I was on a date with a guy and he goes, Man, I just, I love Megatron. I feel like getting ordained by him. I'd be like, all right, I gotta go. I don't fuck with Transformers. I just think he that just he is a cool... Funny. I, yeah, I do. And I'd be like, hey, kids, here's this how we got married. This man's gonna go to Universal Studios Orlando to get fucking married. Yeah, and I'll be like... do that, probably. And they probably play tons of money. 
Same thing with Disney. Yeah, and I'll look oh, at yeah. I'll look at little ten year old Timmy and eight year old Sarah and be like, "Hey, kids, here's me getting married to your mom by Megatron." LOL, what a rad meme. Have Am you I right? seen and that? And then the kids will be like, "Daddy, is this my mom divorced you?" Have you seen that episode of Family Guy when they're like, "What's next one for Megan?" And she's like, "No." And it's like <laughs> Peter Redding and Megatron on the birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, fun fact. In 10th grade, I had a geometry teacher named Mr. Primus. No! Yeah! And the best part is, is that his wife was pregnant with a boy. And we are like, yo, you have to name him Optimus. Optimus. You have to name him Optimus. You know what this madman did? What? He named him John Optimus Primus. Yeah! <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's the only thing you can do, though. Like, if you as the first name, you gotta settle with the middle name. Middle name, yeah. You have to. That's pretty badass name. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Imagine, like, he's filling out legal documents, and they go, middle name, Optimus. And they're like, Optimus. what the fuck? <laughs> nah, man, everyone at the driver's license, the BMV, they'd be like, oh, that's so fucking You call it the BMV? We're in Florida. It's the DMV. The BMV. Isn't it DMV everywhere? Oh. No. Ohio is BMV? Yes. What's Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, like bureaucrat. A lot of the northern states have BMV, and we have DMV. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Or they have MV something, MBA or something like that. The D stands for dick. It stands for department, but okay. (laughs) The dick motor vehicles. Hell yeah. Yeah. The dick of motor vehicles. Which brings us. This is why you brought me on the podcast to add actual humor. (laughs) It's the modal. It's the motor vehicle dick. It is. All right, can we move on? Because it wasn't funny then. It's not funny the third time. So, Wonder Woman. <laughs> it comes oil. Yeah, <laughs> Wonder song. Woman. Not the not the superhero. But it, this is the second worst movie. I, no, I like Wonder Woman. I'm more of a Superman guy. I just... <laughs> she does mention Superman in the song. Oh, wait, she, she did? Oh, yeah, she did. Well, you, well, you have to. You have to. Mention I don't know why. I really have no comment as to why I like it. I just do. I really don't know why. Because, like, even listening to the lyrics, I'm like, I really like the lyrics. And I'm like, why? <laughs> is it is it the is it the vibe? Is it the groove? I guess. I don't know. I think I just, I don't know. I think I like Wonder Woman. <laughs> and then when she made the song Wonder Woman, I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, you actually, like, you love Wonder Woman as a superhero? Yeah. There you go. I feel like I, I have not seen the Wonder Woman. I heard that 84 wasn't good. I heard it wasn't good, but then some people said it was good, so now... But here's the thing, though. The people that said it wasn't good are people that, like, are die-hard, like, DC fans. Mm-hmm. People who said they like Wonder Woman are people that watch, like, DC movies, like, on, like, a Friday or Saturday night when they're home. And that was me. And, and yeah. I think it was... It was like... Yeah. So, like, I feel like if you're going with the expectation of, like, fucking Endgame or something, like, mm-hmm. shit like that, like, you're gonna get let down because it's just a fucking Wonder Woman mo- movie, like... You'll have to have this huge cinematic universe, every single motherfucking movie. Like, just d- watch the fucking movie. To be fair, one of the villains, she she was just, <coughs> it, her her character arc was pretty weak. But anyways, um, but the, but the song, we, yeah. Um, <laughs> the song is basically about acknowledging that people are people and not perfect. So like, she's saying, I, I can't be your Wonder Woman, um, and. You don't have to be my Superman. Like, that's what I do. Just, like, you can't be perfect. And that's okay. 
I'm gonna say something controversial. Oh no, uh, my god. Here comes the white straight man saying something controversial. He's gonna say, I hate women. I hate Wonder Woman. I'm going Joker mode. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking leave. Um, no, I, I just feel like. So Casey Musgraves has her first, like, three big albums, right? I feel like this is the weakest as far as lyrics go. Like the, I think that the lyrics on Same Trailer, Different Park, and uh, pageant material are a lot better than on here. What did I say earlier about this being a sellout album? What did I say? Same thing with Taylor Swift. Though Bob's shitty yeah. lyrics. Same thing. I listened to. I speak from experience because I listened to both of her, um, like Speak Now and Fearless, today in the car on my way to work. So she's heard the songs. Huh? She's redoing them. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But I was like, damn, these songs are so good. But I put on Taylor Swift radio, and it played, like, some of her, like, you know, like, shake it off and shit like that. And I was like, I hate this. Yeah. Back when Taylor Swift was the real Taylor Swift, not this pop bitch. Bro, I listen to Dear John, and normally I'm like, I would let John Mayer shoot me and just, like, fuck the hole. But, like, <laughs> but, I was, my heart. yeah, I listened to Dear John, I'm like, fuck you, John Mayer, that fucking man whore. Why the fuck would you do that to Taylor? Was that song used in the movie, Dear John? I feel like, I was thinking about that, and I was like, I feel like it should have been, if it wasn't. Oh, it's about John Mayer. It is? Well, there's speculation it's about John Mayer, because it's called Dear John. Yeah. It was released after they broke up, and then, allegedly, he just took her virginity and fucking dipped. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a fucked up thing to do to a girl. That's a John Mayer thing to do. Okay. So, I've heard that it's very common for like a girl when they lose their virginity to a guy, they get like really attached to that guy. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so that's fucked up, John Mayer. (laughs) Like, should have known what you were getting into there with taking a girl's virginity. Especially Taylor Swift. Like, even all of her old songs, even like when she was still a virgin, like teardrops on my guitar. And shit like that were all very strong lyrics about, like, a guy she likes. Even, like, Picture to Burn. Like, when she stopped having feelings, she's like, fuck this guy. That's and a dude she didn't fuck. Yeah, that's someone she didn't even hook up with. And you're going to do that and expect nothing in return? Okay, you probably, like, broke that girl in fucking two, bro. <clears throat> that was the, the common joke with Taylor Swift. If you have a song about her breaking up with you. She got in trouble recently. Because there was a TV show that, um... So it's on Netflix. And this character in the show, who's supposed to be 15, the actual actress is 23, she said something like, you go, like, she said it to a girl, she was like, you go through more guys than Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift got fucking mad. (laughs) And she went on Twitter and, like, called out Netflix for, like, allowing this line to, like, go through on the show. Bitch, I can literally count on, like, 20 fucking hands the amount of guys you've been through. Like, just take it and fucking run with it. Why are you acting so ashamed, bitch? Well, she was saying that's like, not only is it, like, a dated and lame joke, but it's also, like, sexist. Okay. But, but you know who ended up getting the most backlash from this? The actress who said it. Who was, like, an up-and-coming actress. This bitch, was, like, that's her job! What the fuck? Yeah. Right. And she's also, like, I think she was a black actress, and, like, Taylor Swift gets in the habit of being, like, a white feminist. Feminist, like, she is. She's white. only about white feminism. Anytime it's 
like people of color, radio silence. And now your standum is going after a black actress who's like just starting her career. Not a good look. I know someone's with the N-word, just knowing her and her fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was just weird to like sick your fandom on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I hate her show. as a person. Like her old music fucking bobs. Her new music, like her last two albums, pretty good, but her as a person. And she got eh. fucked over by uh, the scooter, her manager. Because he was like, oh yeah, you don't own any of this music. So, if I wanted to say, for example, you're not getting any money left from this music, I can say so, and it's going to be. So, guess what, Taylor Swift? Fuck you, you're not getting shit. I Which know, is why she's re-recording all her old stuff. I know I'm, like, backseat managing right now, and I'm acting like I can do such a better job than her when I've never been in that situation. But I just feel like some of the choices she gets, or, like, situations she gets into are just, like, her own fucking fault. Like. Um, yeah, I just, um. I don't know, maybe it's, they're, they're, I, I'm not Taylor Swift. I, I feel like I can't really relate <laughs> to her. Do the Taylor Swift podcast? Right? Oh my god, it is. Okay, we need to talk about High Horse. High Horse. Um, That's my second favorite song. Second favorite song. Okay, so I feel like for most, like, not most, I'm not going to say that. A lot of people, this is their least favorite song. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently most people. Yeah, apparently most no, people. No, not most people. Which it's is, Alex's world. No, living no, in. no, not most people, which is why I corrected myself. But I feel like with a lot of people, this is their least favorite song because they don't like the disco part. I love yeah. that part. Uh, she, I literally feel like I can get up and dance to this fucking song. When she played this at her concert, everyone was up shaking ass. Yeah, like, I. this is not my least favorite song because it's Velvet Elvis. Like, I can see why people like it, because it's, like, the most jarring difference compared to everything else. Y'all, Nectarine Allen didn't offer me any. Do you want one? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go get one. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you okay. go this way? Wait. Kevin, you talk about, uh, horses. Uh, High Horse. It's, it's, a, it's the most pop song out of the whole album, I think. I guess. I, just because of the, um, like, I guess background music. Yeah, there's a lot of upbeat textures and yeah. instruments kind of going. It it's one of those. Yo, you know songs. who should be on a remix of this song? Who? Uh, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Get, I love Dua Lipa. Let's get Dua Lipa on a fucking remix. Let's go. Yeah. I fuck with that. Dua Lipa and Casey Neistat. This smells oh, like right. um the German beer, the grapefruit one. Oh, the Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Oh, I like Hefeweizen better though. Oh. Um. Yeah, I feel like the pre-chorus of like, why don't you giddy up, mm-hmm. giddy up. That is so good. I, that, that's a catchy. That's my favorite part of the song. Um, I like the outro when she's like, you ain't ever gonna come down. And it like fades out, just goes down like 500 times. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I, I just feel like overall, I feel like this is just kind of like an okay song. It's like, it's a mid-tier golden hour song. Mid-tier. What's, what, oh, bottom tier is Velvet Elvis. Bottom, bottom tier is Velvet Elvis. High tier is like, maybe slow burn. If I have to tier the slow album, burn. if you give me a minute, I can probably do it. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't tell you off the top of my head a perfect tier list, but like, I feel like High Horse I can is make one like right now. a mid-tier song on this album. But I feel like a lot of people wouldn't say. This song specifically is mid-tier? Yes. <laughs> um, 
Do, do you agree or disagree, Kevin? Um, I think it's mid-lower tier. I think it's pretty high tier. Okay. Kevin, what's your favorite and least favorite? Slow Burn, his favorite. Velvet of Asleep, least favorite. I don't know. We might agree on that. Yeah. What about, what about you, Josie? Um, let me look. Like, least favorite's Mother. Um, most favorite, I already said, is Oh, What a World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and oh, Mother world. because it's a minute long. Yeah, and that's the only song, now that I added Love is a Wild Thing, um, that is not, like, on my playlist. Okay, so here's here's a lyric on High Horse that I don't know if she did this on purpose or not. So, the first verse is, oh, I bet you think you're John Wayne. And then she says, you're classic in the wrong way. Is that a reference to John Wayne being canceled because he hates Native American people? I don't know who John Wayne is. Okay, so... He was a big, like, Western star. It was, like, him and Clint Eastwood. Yeah. They were, like, uh, the cowboy stars back in the day. Okay. It wasn't... That wasn't the second lyric. It was, I bet you think you're John Wayne going yeah. out shooting up everybody. Yeah, You're and classic then, in the wrong way. Yeah. I think it might... Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe. But, like, I don't know which... Like, I don't remember when John Wayne, like, got really into <laughs> trouble recently. But when you think of them, you think of Clint Eastwood more. I do, yeah. Yeah. But Clint Eastwood's also, he's been in the public eye. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, and John Wayne is still keeping his name relevant. A little dead. (laughs) A little. (laughs) A little. His head, his heart is a little uh, not beating. I think John Wayne's more of an icon than Clint Eastwood, but Clint Eastwood's like still living, so like. John Wayne is just like very boomer. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how yeah, to explain that, it other than that. That feels right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. Yeah. But I was like, that's accidentally clever, or on purpose clever. Maybe accidentally. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I'm on the Wikipedia page about his political views. Yeah. <laughs> not the best. Damn. What you reading? <laughs> Vocally prominent conservative Republican. This was in the anti-communist 60s. positions. Well, of course, everyone in the 60s was the anti-communist. Cause it was the fucking Cold War. This yeah. is the fucking conservative anti-communist. <clears throat> yeah. He was, uh... American ideals? Yeah. Un-American activities? Boy, was this guy a real patriot. He was. Do you think... John Wayne would follow QAnon on if you were still alive. I he had a blacklist denying employment and undermining careers of many actors and writers who had expressed their personal political beliefs I'll earlier in life. I'll be right back. John Wayne. God damn. Joseph Stalin is supposed to have said that Wayne should be assassinated for his frequently espoused anti-communist politics despite being a fan of his movies. That's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Fucking Joseph Stalin got mad at you. <laughs> I love your movies, but fucking kill yourself. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie. You're kind of a badass, but you know what? Fuck well, you, fuck buddy. You. That's really fucking funny. That Joseph Yeah, that'd Stalin. be me. Bro, why am I relating to fucking Stalin? Dude, if I could get Vladimir Putin to, like, call me out and be like, hey, this guy... Fuck him. Fuck him to death. I'd be like, oh man, that's badass of me. Hell yeah. And I would totally jerk off my own ego to that. Um, 
High Horse also got like the bass got really strong in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it filled my ears more than the bass on like the verses. Did did you get that feeling on your eardrums? I did, but I liked it. I think I, I liked, liked it. the very heavy beat because it added like an extra layer to the song. Because I feel like when you hear bass, that's I feel like that's why people like EDM because the bass hypes them up. So yeah. when you're listening to a pop song that already makes you want to shake your ass, when the bass is like hitting hard, you're like, hell yeah. Are we still on high horse? Yeah. We're talking about the bass specifically, like on the chorus. Okay. Because it gets uh, like deeper than the verses, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a driving force in the song. Yeah. And it gets that disco groove. The uh, Bee Gees groove, son. It is a catchy song. Golden Hour is a good song, too. It's a good song. Yeah. The title track. Very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Very very appropriate that this Yeah, is. whenever I hear the song, even though it says Golden Hour, I do think of just, like, literal Golden Hour. I think of, like, sunsets. I think of, like, just the sun in general. Like, I literally think of, like, a beach. Like, when it's hot out, and, like, you're like, I just want to go to the fucking beach. Yeah. yeah. Um... Again, I, she's such a great singer. Like, she just reaches some nice high notes in the bridge, and it's just very gentle, but, like, done well. Mm-hmm. See, like, I'm not terribly impressed by her singing in the sense of, like, I don't go to Casey Musgraves for the singing. What? There is one song. I was going to make the comment earlier, but I never did. Hold on. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, wowed about her singing, but it's just such a pleasant experience. Yeah, because, like, she has a really pretty voice. Yeah. But, like, I'm thinking of, like, technical ability with, like, what she can do with her voice. Oh. Like, I feel like there's not, like, sure, a Sure, she's not Fiona she... Apple. No. But, I, like... I was thinking of Happy and Sad, how she progressively just got higher and higher during the chorus. I thought that was a really good touch. So, I feel like... She can't hit those, like, high, high notes, but, like, neither can a lot of people. She can hit the notes that she needs to. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. She hits the notes she needs to, and she doesn't ever go out of tone when she does. Like, she hits the notes that she knows she can hit. Yeah. And she'll probably experiment, like, on the low, but she's not going to try to, like, put something in the album that she knows she can't hit live, because it'll be a letdown. Yeah, and she, um, and I think that she knows that, like, people come to her, not for her singing, um, but they come to her for her songwriting. Like, people aren't coming in here expecting Mariah Carey. Um, I love her singing. Like, her voice soothes me. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, with, like the highs. Oh, yeah, the like the ranges, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this isn't American Idol. <laughs> she ain't Whitney like, Houston. I'm not coming here to listen that, to... That's okay. I mean, how often do you actually want to listen to person? Not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, yes. And I think she knows that, like, my songwriting is better than my singing. And that's why people are coming back to me. Not because of my singing. He sounds like a Casey because... Musgraves hater. No, I'm not. I'm just like... He's trying to provide no. an alternative point mm-hmm. of view. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to explain like why people are attracted to her. And they are attracted to her because of her songwriting and like the stuff she can say. I think she's pretty accessible, too. It's not like she's putting herself out in a box that's like... People can't listen to it. It's very listenable music. And she's very relatable. Like, she has a lot of relatable lyrics, but she doesn't, like, try hard to be relatable. And her lyrics aren't just, like, relatable for the sense of being relatable. She's just relatable because a lot of people, like, feel the way she feels. Like, for example, when she sings about her family, um, you don't like them, but you love them. A lot of people can relate to that. And she's not saying that because, like, She's married. She's making some generic lyrics that anybody can relate to. Like, I like waffles. She's saying that because, like, that's how she feels. 
and she can express it in a way that feels relatable to everyone. Like what you were saying earlier, like uh, I I agree that her album feels in general like a very in the moment kind of thing. So yeah, because she sounds like the entire sound is like head over heels in love sound. Yeah, essentially. I don't remember the, how this spiel got started. Do the album. To be honest. Um, Elvis. <laughs> no, we were talking about Golden Hour. Golden Hour. Yeah. yeah. No, I like this song. This is also one of the stronger songs. Yeah. Um, Golden Hour is definitely one of the stronger songs. Okay, we want to talk about Rainbow, though. Rainbow. Okay. <clears throat> Earlier, when I said I had a comment about Rainbow, if I was the only song Rainbow, this is a comment. <clears throat> when I first heard the song, I listened on repeat like I did with every song when I first heard it. Um, I had my... Um, really close friend in the car with me and she has never listened to Casey Musgraves <clears throat> and she just in the middle of the song goes this sounds like a song they play in Toy Story when the toy's about to fucking die <laughs> 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 and like ever since I heard that I can't listen to the song anymore she loves me from Toy Story 2 uh, Jesse's song. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! That's it, exactly it too. That's the scene I was thinking of. But like more happy than sad, but you can still cry. Yeah. Bro, I've cried this song before. I'm gonna admit it. I, I can't blame you. This song, it's trying to hit you in the feels, and it works. Yeah. Um, I love the messaging of, like, you're holding on to your umbrella, but you can't see the rainbow over your head. <laughs> I love that. No, that is, that strikes you right in the feels. That, I, I can't. That's I'm good still thinking about the Toy Story comment. <laughs> it was so fucked up. I was so it's mad when you said that. <laughs> Also, she deliberately chose rainbow as, like, imagery here. Yeah. Um, as, like, a pro-LGBTQ thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, like, very vocal about her support with the community. Yeah. Which, she's a country singer, mm-hmm. and country singers normally are not allowed to have opinions of any kind. But she is doing her own thing. She is. Not only is she pro-LGBT, but she also, like, openly smokes weed as a girl. That's a big no-no. And does as country music. Yeah, she does drugs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this so this is like part of what makes her a unique voice is not just like her realize. artistry, but also like she's open to give her honest opinion about things, which is a big the... no-no specifically in country music because they try to be super safe. Yeah, like you're saying, I didn't realize that drugs were taboo in country music. I guess it's just alcohol. Okay, so... I mean, like, the guy country um, music stars will always, like, sing about, like, smoking weed and drinking beers. But when girls do, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, they need to sing about loving men, living to serve men, or going out and shaking ass for men. Yeah. Interesting. But, like, when you can find a woman who will, like, sing about, I don't know, being... A- positive influence on young girls and like won't take shit from men they will like try to i feel like they try to force um this artist to like drive that point home solely so they can profit off of it Mm. like they know like oh you're an independent strong woman we're going to capitalize on that as much as we can so keep that message coming keep that message coming so it doesn't feel genuine partly like like it feels Genuine in the sense of, like, that is how she feels, but also artificial in the sense of, like, the studio and the record label, like, recognize they can profit a lot off of this messaging and this imagery. And they just, like, I don't know. 
encourage it for artificial reasons. Yeah. Not because they genuinely care about what she has to say, but more so like they want money. But that's music industry in general. That, that, that's business in general. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. If it's a profit, it's a profit. That's how business works. Exactly. It's not about like how you genuinely feel. We just care about the profit. Um, so it's nice that she put out this message. It's it's nice that she's doing her thing. Yeah, doing her thing and actually like voices her opinion on shit and is not afraid to be like, yeah, this is how I feel about this particular social issue. Yep. That's a nice change. It is. Um, but yeah. Um, That's the last I track. really like this song. Yeah. This might be the best song on here. Everyone likes this song, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Nobody dislikes this song. Yeah. No matter your opinion, you can say that like this is one of the better songs on here. What's that say? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to read it out loud, and I was like, yeah. It's almost time to eat your cum egg. Right. Because it's almost Easter, kids, and that's that means it's time to get your cum egg. Everyone eat your egg full of... Sweet, sweet. Some of Cadbury eggs for anyone wondering. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking great. Um, and that's the album. That's the album. So, let's start with some, or let's finish with some letter grades. Let's get, let's get, let's get a letter grade on your. You are the teacher. You're gonna grade it. What are you gonna grade it? I will be grading it an A. A. I give it an A minus. A minus. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a B minus. B minus. A B minus. Oh. And the reason why I'm getting it a B minus is because I think that when it's all said and done, this is noticeably not as strong as her first two albums, in my opinion, because I think that the songwriting um, on the first two songs are significantly better than what's on here. See, I agree, and that's why I gave it the A minus, because like, you look at her first two albums, and even though I heard those after I heard this one... Um, I do agree, like, those do have, like, the better lyrics, and, like, I will listen to those, not as often as I do these songs, but, like, when I listen to them, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, which I, I feel like that with these songs, too, but this is more, yeah, like, the, the beat, and then, like, the aesthetic, and I think that's why this became, like, such a huge album for her, is because she finally had the money to put towards the aesthetics, and, like, everything, like, the producers, and stuff like that, so she got, like, this, her vision that she had finally came to life. Like, the other two, like, she really had to depend on those lyrics because, like, you know, she didn't really have that much funding besides, like, what Alex said, like, her first album by her parents. And the second one was probably a mixture of her parents and, like, the little bit of, like, fame she started to get. I feel like, though, um, with her first two albums, she, um, I feel like I got a better idea of who Casey is as a person than I did with this. Yeah, but I feel like this is this album was her just like blossoming because the first two were like definitely like her personality and like it shows her, but this one was showing like what she can be because everyone was probably just like, oh, like look at like Casey, like she's a good country singer, you know, she's really sweet and she does nothing wrong. But then with this one, they're like, wow, she's a beautiful, strong woman. Like she is really like, like we heard like her lyric lyrical genius i guess you can call it yeah. before and now like we can hear like how good she like can make songs with like expensive producers and with like expensive like um oh my god 
Himself. <laughs> he makes about noises. Yeah. <laughs> and like with like expensive producers and expensive like um like I guess videographers and stuff like that. And just like yeah. even the cover, like you look at the cover from like each album, pageant um was it pageant queen or beauty queen? It was one of those. Pageant material. Pageant material. That one was a really, really good album cover, but you could tell that it's it literally just took a high quality camera and the hair side profile. Sure. And like this one, like they Higher had budget. it way higher budget and then the follow your arrow um cover i think the name of that album too forgive me but same pageant different part oh yeah same same trailer trailer, different part part. yeah Yeah, that one was very low budget okay um i i haven't listened to much of uh, the other two albums so i I think you'd like same trailer different part yeah Yeah. that that one's the sadder of the earlier two Mm. merry-go-round's really good yeah um Blown Smoke is yeah. really good. Follow your arrow. They have High Times. Really oh, that's high pressure material. High, no, it's, yeah. That's a good song. She performed that with Tommy Chong. On okay. four twenty on the 420, on his, yeah. like, 420. She has a duet thing. with uh, Willie Nelson. Yep. Nice. Um, It's really good. Are you sure this is me? See, I feel like the reason that I gave this an A is because I enjoyed, like, the general impression I got from the album. Like, it gave me a really good impression of, like, uh, her artistry. And also, it's just a very positive album, too. And that a lot of her songs came off that way, really catchy. Like, it, it's just a good time. I really enjoyed the album overall. I've listened to it on repeat multiple times. It's a great, great album, in my it, opinion. That album really just showed, like, again, like, what I said, like, what she can do. Because after that, the next album that came out was technically the Christmas album. She yeah. made a whole production. Yeah. A whole ass production with all these people, and it really showed like what she can do. Her acting in it wasn't that good. Oh, she's not an act- yeah, she's not an actor though. She's a singer, yeah. but her songs and the aesthetics, oh my god, were they really, really good? Yeah. Um, another thing is like, suppose she wants to go back in a more country direction. She can. Another, right? But like, how many people would follow with her? Uh, the same mm. amount of people uh, going back to Taylor Swift. People love folklore. People love that. But because think, she sold out. I think the problem is with Taylor Swift that she sold out for uh, quite a while. Like, she was doing more. But I feel like stuff. if she went back, because I feel like Golden Hour is the thing that got people into Casey. Now that people yeah. like Casey, if she went back to country, it's like um, Carrie Underwood, if you want to think of it that way. Like, before he cheats, even people that don't listen to country love that song. Right. But I'm thinking in the sense of like, so with Taylor Swift, people were with her from the get go. Like, from her first album, people were like, on board. Yeah. yeah. That's not the way with Casey. Well, Casey it took until Golden Hour. Mm-hmm. So let's say that she goes back to material that is similar to her uh, same trailer, different part in Golden Hour. Are people going to follow with her or are they going to like hop off the Casey train and move on to something? She had the same a, sounds though. It was just more guitar. Yeah. Really dive into that sound. I hope she does because I feel like like a, another country album like the first two would probably be really, really, really good. Yeah, because she's Casey Musgrave. She won album of the year with this for the Grammys. Yeah. yeah. So, really, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just like kind of afraid that this is too much, potentially too much of like a country music album for people who don't like country music. And I'm afraid that like if she did go back to like a more country sound, not everyone would follow along with her, which I really wish that they did. Mm-hmm. Because... Like, my biggest fear is somebody who, like, 
is making her an exception. Like, oh, I don't like country music, but I'm gonna make you a special. That's exception. why I'm with, <laughs> with fucking Taylor Swift and um, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, and it's like annoying because in the past 15 years, we've really only had like three big women from country music, which is Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves. But Wrong. In the more. 90s and early 2000s, Dixie Chicks were all the fucking rage. That's why I said Dixie 15. Chicks. I said 15. Mm-hmm. But Dixie Chicks eventually got canceled because they were like, oh yeah, George Bush, kind of dumb. Am I right? And then people like fucking... Oh, the country people lost their fucking mind. Yeah. yeah. And this is another thing... Coming from something called the Dixie Chicks? Yeah, bro. Yeah, and this is another thing about country music. Like, There's a reason why people, country artists, are afraid to voice their opinion. Because country music, for the longest time, has allowed, like, really conservative and, quite frankly, a lot of really racist opinions to flow throughout country music and country music fandom. Well, you think They've never taken a stance about it. It's anti, like, jazz, like jazz and stuff like that in soul. Mm-hmm. When um, racism and prohibition, like, not prohibition, what the fuck am I thinking about? Um, segregation, Jim yeah, Jim Crow and shit like that. When that shit was like big, country started getting big, and rock and roll started getting big. But rock and roll got its roots from um, blues. blues, yeah, yeah. But a lot of like country people, like country singers, and shit like that, they did not like blues at all at first. Mm-hmm. And then more like white men got involved, took the sound, and now bluegrass is a thing. Well, okay, yeah, so. They also have a thing called race records, which is specifically, is this record going to be marketed to black people or white people? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a white person singing with a white band. Therefore, it's going to be like country music. Oh, it sounds like a black That's person. That's how Elvis got big. Black yeah, he, he got big because he was, it like, was black. oh, he sounds black, it was but black he is music. white. Yeah, but he was white. So white people who were racist were like, oh, we love it now. Yeah, like, oh, it's fine now. This is okay now. That a white person is singing it. Um, and ever since then, because sort of because country music has the roots of like being geared specifically to white people, um, it takes a lot of effort to like remove yourself from those roots. You know who broke that barrier? Lil Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Nas. Um, and that one guy that was like, um, fuck, he sung the tractor song. Kid Rock? No! Not Kid Rock. Tractor! Jason Aldean? No! It was... Hold on. That was Jason Aldean. No, but there was like... There was this one black guy and he came out with a a country song just like... um, Lil Nas X? (laughs) Did I pronounce that correctly? Sure. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had alcohol. I have alcohol. He came out with a song like how Lil Nas did but it was a a different song and like that song was also really good. Oh, I think I know what you're It was overshadowed because Lil Nas... Yeah. Yeah, he was riding that wave. Okay. Um, but yeah, not only is he black, but he's also gay. That's yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's twice the F. Now he has some fake titties. Traditional. Is <laughs> yeah. Now he has those fake tits that he always wears. Yeah. You haven't seen them? No, I've seen them, but <laughs> I thought, I thought when you were saying that you like meant like actually installed, but no, just. No, 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 no. Yeah, he just bought like those rubber things that you can put on. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Also with um. Oh, the recent shit with uh, Morgan. Morgan Wallen. Oh, my God. I saw a TikTok. And do you remember? Um, I, for, I did not watch the movie. That was my fucking foot. Watch it, Alex. 
Watch your feet? Let's right? see. I know. I was oh, trying I to touch foot. my foot. <laughs> I honestly did not feel it. <laughs> I did. It's like having a condom on. You can't feel anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, there's a TikTok about that one Zac Efron movie where he's a DJ. <laughs> and Robert De Niro's in it. And he starts Oh, Bad Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it wasn't Bad Grandpa, it was, it was the one where he was a literal DJ, like, he, it was the movie about him being a DJ, Wait, or maybe it was Bad Grandpa, Yeah. I just know Robert De Niro and Zac Efron right now. Yeah, no, because he was like, the whole movie was like, look at this edgy grandpa. I think so, I, mean, I regardless, I didn't watch the movie, um, there was this one scene where Robert De Niro was singing, um... Aubrey Plaza, was she in it? I think, maybe? Fuck, what is the song he was singing? But it was by Ice Cube, I think. And he, the N word oh, was said. Oh, good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The N word was said. The day was a good day. And he was like, can I say it? Can, can I, I say it? Everyone's like, say it, say it. All like, the black people in the crowd were like, say it. And he goes, freaking, I'm like, <laughs> MJ. Yeah, and everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> and then the TikTok was like, Morgan Wallace. <laughs> uh, I, I saw people on. Uh, Every now and then I go on Facebook if I feel like looking at shitty opinions. <laughs> and I saw people on Facebook that were like, well, if black people can say the N-word, why can't we? It doesn't make any sense at all. And it's just like, you know why. Or they'll be like, you know they why. can call us cracker. Why can't I say the hard R N-word? <laughs> to which I say, shut up, cracker. <laughs> obviously, the correct thing you need to do from here is that white people need to start calling each other cracker more. There that's how go. that's how we balance things. Up. That's what the that's Morgan the Wallen fans are asking for. They are asking for the more the word "cracker" to be thrown around more. I think. Yeah. Um. That's one way to tackle it. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Oh yeah, that's the podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's the yeah, we are. Um, um, Soundshare podcast. Awesome. <laughs>